0: welcome everybody to our mentor it podcast my name is christina lasagni and i am passionate about creating a MIA role models for the it workforce to help anyone accelerate in their career let's crack on <music> Welcome everybody to another episode of Mentor IT. Today's mentor is Paloma Garcia and today's title is Rise and Shine. So very quickly I want to introduce Paloma uh, for being her currently a Director of Solution Consulting in ServiceNow, a company with more than 20,000 employees. In the past she headed the EMEA Endpoint Division at Symantec. She has a an MBA from Henley Business School. So today's episode, it's important because we are going to talk about how we get how to get promoted in a leadership position, and uh, Paloma is an expert in that. That's why she she's she's here mentoring us today. An interesting stat is that women only make up twenty eight percent of worldwide leadership position in ICT, and even less in EU with only nineteen percent, according to Women in Tech Network research. This is proven to be demotivating for women specifically when we want to access those directorship positions, And this could potentially uh, be counterproductive for corporation by limiting the productivity and ability to innovate. In order to invert this trend, women are getting together and offer uh, mentorship role models like Paloma is doing with us today to learn a quicker way to get promoted and climb the corporate ladder. So with this introduction, I just want to welcome you, Paloma. Thank you, thank you for that great introduction. I'm not sure
1: an expert um, into the into being promoted, but I can definitely share my story and and some of the challenges I've gone through.
0: Fantastic. So why don't we start straight away? Uh, how did you get into leadership position, as in directorship position, at both? Fantastic and big company like Siemens and service now.
1: So I guess let us let's, let's um go back into my journey into leadership. And I always remember working as an individual contributor, and and people saying, "Oh, I think one day we'll be a manager." So I think that kind of drives drove me to to become a leader. So people saw that in me and uh, encouraged me to pursue that leadership uh, career. But like everything, it all came at the same time. So I wanted to, I decided to have a family, but I also wanted to continue progressing with my professional career and become a people leader. And I knew that by working in a male-dominated environment, this was going to be really tough. And um, I had this brilliant idea to to do an MBA whilst being pregnant. And I thought, well, I can finish my MBA and have a, a, a toddler. And because I wanted to do both, I thought that by being on maternity leave and continue developing my uh, professional career, that was great. But I didn't know how busy I was going to be with the newborn. But, but I think the MBA gave me that confidence. And when I come back from maternity leave, there was this opportunity to lead the team. And I always remember there was a, an individual in the team who had been working for a number of years and he was the prime candidate for that role. And And I remember saying, great, you're going to be a great leader. And I, I wanted him to get the job. But no, I'm not sure what happened on that day, but it, the interview didn't go well and he didn't get the job. And I always remember him calling me saying, I didn't get the job. So like, how come you're the great person? You're the right candidate. Um, but I, I I don't know what happened in there. And I said, right, well, so maybe if you are the right candidate for the job, maybe I can, I can try and see what the feedback is. And, and to my surprise, I prepared for this interview and and I got the job and, and my lessons learned from the job. And I, I was preparing for this interview. I was preparing. I wanted to sound the same, to look the same, to be like my colleagues and the feedback all along has has been, you need to sound different. You need to tell your story. And I didn't want to tell my story. I didn't want to be exposed to the leadership team. I needed to sound, I need to be more vulnerable in front of everyone. And and I think that's what I did. I told my story um, and also some of the skills and my drive and they gave me the opportunity.
0: So I've been knowing you for a year roughly paloma and i do think you're amazing and especially when you choose to be vulnerable so i'm really great that your characteristic of yours came out and people appreciated for, for for what you are i have a question though because you mentioned you know i got this mba and that gave me confidence but do you need an do you think you need an mba to be a director or to be promoted what happened you don't the reality is like you know you, you don't know it you don't need it and but the
1: MBA gave me that confidence and reassurance. So, and a lot of people, and, and I've seen these throughout my career. I've studied MBA, and I remember talking to someone, I, you know, one of the my peers. He said, "I've never, I don't have a degree. I don't have a, an MBA, and I think that is kind of a blocker for me to become a CEO." And the reality is that deep down, I knew uh, this individual didn't need MBA. He became a CEO later on. And in my case, I don't think I needed, but I needed that reassurance. And I remember going to this interview thinking, I don't have experience as a manager. I, clearly, I can talk about activities and initiatives I've been involved Um, But I had that, I didn't have the strength to apply for this type of roles. But having that MBA is like, well, I don't have that, but look what. All the different skills and capabilities I've learned, and I see these from some members of my team who they want to be a manager and they don't have the experience, and they know someone needs to believe in them, and and I love that because they know they will be given the opportunity if they continue working for it. But in my case, I was I was in I'm not very patient, so I said I do, I don't want to wait for someone to give an the opportunity. I want almost to kind of and need that reassurance and confidence and accelerate that process if I, if I could. So I did that, but deep down, I don't think you, you need to.
0: Fantastic. Thanks for um, sharing that with us. So um, you talk about manager position. I'm talking about a, how did you become a director? Because many people may start this journey from individual contributor and get to a manager position, but then it feels like we get stuck there. So, um, I'm not sure. Aside from the MBA, is there anything else that you've done? Um, we we you spoke in the past in in another webinar with me about getting out of the shadow. Get you know get out of the quarter or something like that. What 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 was your breaking point?
1: Yeah, and I think um. So when I and you mentioned this in your in your introduction, I took a side step uh, joining service now. So I was you know heading in, in Mia I was given that role when uh, brought bought semantics. So I was promoting to a different type of role in the Mia role, um, but I I wasn't learning enough. You know I, I wanted to I had been there for for a number of years, so I wanted to change and really take a risk. And I think joining ServiceNow, it wasn't taking a risk, but it did take a a side stake in my career. At at that point, I thought, well, why why haven't they given me a, a director role? But I knew I needed to start somewhere and build from it. But imposter syndrome hit me quite hard when I joined ServiceNow because I was in a different industry. It was a different product, new team. COVID was around the corner. In my head, I was thinking, well, I'm trying a new thing and uh, I I need to step out into my role. So there's a lot of things that I did. Right. Um, And some of them where I failed, miserable, Well, one of the things I always remember, I was in a different industry. So I felt that I needed to be the most knowledgeable in the room and I need to know everything. But I realized that if you know everything as a leader, you're failing yourself. You need to have your team should be the most knowledgeable, and then you are there to provide other aspects. Um, so I remember learning one of the activities. So one of one of the things that we do as, as a business is a different type of assessment. So I wanted to do that myself in front of the customer, and I remember went into this meeting and the customer, it was such a difficult customer saying, this is not what they needed. I just wanted to finish the presentation. My team was on the call and I realized <clears throat> like, and actually the feedback from my team, is always been that really appreciated um, me kind of doing some of the tasks that they do. So it allowed me to show a lot of empathy towards my team and, and they really appreciated sharing those tasks so I can understand the role better so even though it didn't feel great doing those experiences it allowed me to build a high levels of trust with my with my team as well and they give
0: you the directorship position easily right
1: well oh, okay so go back to the director that so so that would happen later so um so for the first two years i built the team we delivered the numbers we became top team in the second globally so great you know like i'm doing everything uh, performing to high, i've got a high performing team so i should be a director right so and, and so i remember going uh to to the, to my manager almost demanding in right these this promotion but and I, and I read the book on this as well as you as you develop into your journey uh, into your leadership journey is more around your soft skills that are going to be looked at more than your technical expertise um, and your knowledge and 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 I didn't realize of that and of course the numbers it depends on where you are the numbers are important is it's how you come across it's about your emotional intelligence. So I remember thinking, right, so you know, I've done the numbers, top team, so so what's left? But then the feedback has been well, you need to work on other aspects of your leadership. How about your self-awareness? How about your self-regulation? How about your empathy? And I was very frustrated because though those were the exact areas uh, that I had worked on but that this wasn't the perception.
0: Hmm.
1: And then you start taking this personal. Um, But what I did is that from that moment onwards is the importance of focusing on your communication skills, how you speak up in meetings, how you articulate yourself very clearly about your intentions, how you are supporting your team. And also I was at that point, I remember that I mentioned that, that imposter syndrome, I was afraid to ask for help Um, and I started asking for help right and uh, people started helping me even HR business partner, manager, other stakeholders in the team.
0: So you mean your sponsors when you say Well,
1: well not necessarily your sponsors more stakeholders I think by then I had a sponsor, yes. I would say I had a sponsor working on the sponsors, but I always had those sponsors, but you need to as you when you go to a promotion, you need to think about who are your stakeholders. And the the those are stakeholders that are going to make a decision about you. So when it says, Oh, Paloma is going to be promoted, who are the people who can say yes and who are the people who are who could say no? And how, you need to work with, with them to ensure you know their feedback. And you're aware of, of the feedback about you as well. So you can work on, on those growth areas.
0: So there are two aspects that you mentioned. And I think because I had several conversations with yourself now, it's all blurring. But there are two important things that I'm taking out of this conversation. First of all is understand who your stakeholders are, get yes. some sponsor, but also get visible, which yes. is, which means, I don't want to sell the show, but... Um, it is about take select be selective about what kind of work you take on yes 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 you start you need to start selecting the type of work that you are doing So yes. according to um, general knowledge but also some statistics women tend to um, not to get the same exposure to promotable tasks like our other counterpart instead we try and pick you know like uh, everything because we want to do everything we want to be perfect and we yeah. want to be shown that we, have, we can do it all but the reality is much different
1: yes i i i understand what you're saying for me it was it's not about what the others wanted to see in me it's what we could create the big the that's the biggest impact for my team and what would be the right thing for them, right? And I think the moment you start focusing on your team, everything will, will come along. And I think from the from a women's perspective as well is, and we talked about this as well, is their visibility, um, be more visible in terms of attending customers, don't just be too focused on doing the work, working very hard in the background you need to self-focus on the invisible, on the visible work, mm-hmm. um, like doing things like we do today, speaking up, sharing experiences. Um, and like you mentioned earlier, stop hiding behind the curtains, right? Be more um, active on social media as well. And I feel when you get into the leadership position, you we focus too much on managing the people instead of managing your business and also thinking about growing your business. Um, and the other area, and I think it, it helped as well, is what type of leader you want to become. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to lose sight of my customers. And I think, and I know many people who, I, who I speak to, as you become uh, a global, like not just my level, but few levels I have, and a global leader, um, it becomes more an operational role. So for me, I didn't want to lose sight of my customers and and but i set myself a target to say 30 percent of my time is customer facing time um and that will help me to to understand my customers but also my team and what resources they need so i said you need to define what type of lead you want to be and become very um confident about that
0: so, so you can make is a great, decision. this is great what you're mentioning so to me it speaks that you can be whoever you want the way you are you're perfectly built to achieve whatever your dreams are if you want to be a director if you're a personable person if you're an emotionally intelligent one you know like you can be a director you don't need to be one of these stereotype you know a uh, gray suit or black suit kind of person that is yes. completely aseptic and unemotional and we all want that, you know, like the Paloma type of director as opposed to the Black Soup type of director. So it's really refreshing to um, to see about, to, to listen, to hear about your achievements. So thanks for sharing that. Um, I've got one question left for you. And and this is like a ro- kind of a role play, if that's all right. So I have had an experience of a colleague that, um, yeah, Uh, talking about non-promotable tasks, right? So she was great. She was doing everything. She was overachieving. She's done the team from scratch. But uh, when there was an, an ad interim role for Grab, she didn't get it. Instead, it has been offered to her male counterpart. And when she asked why I didn't get the chance, she's been told, well, you never asked for it or we didn't know that you wanted that so next time we will make sure that we will consider you so how yeah. w- what is your take there what can we all do better in order to avoid this kind of situation because let's be honest there are bias in the in the workplace you yourself you said that is a male-dominated industry so mm-hmm. it's it's just normal that you get you know pro- you promote people that think like you look like you sound like you right so this is a matter of fact Going back to the question, what is the one thing that we can all do better in order to avoid this kind of situation and be there for when the time is ready?
1: So, I know I told that story, but I started to be more successful and I started thriving when I was able to, instead of being myself in terms of, I don't have to be wearing the same. I don't have to have my hair up all the time, right? I don't have to be wearing similar colors and things like that. I don't have to be look be looking like, others around me to be myself and, and the moment I was confident enough to make the decision is when I started thriving so that's one thing Um, but maybe I up until that I didn't have that confidence right so and the second element is I think we are too afraid of sharing our, the, our wishes you know what we want to be and, and the next step in our career mm-hmm. the moment I started sharing that wide openly with people around me is the moment that right I'm very clear about what my next career I would like to be or like to be exposed of so when those opportunities come along and if that person is is you build it to be your champion and sponsor those opportunities will come along as well out of the three times I was promoted maybe the first the first time it was a slightly different comeback from maternity and I had this opportunity. The second time when I went into senior management, I was very clear with my manager. That's what I wanted to achieve. I think it's, it's difficult to share. The moment I start sharing, this is what I would like to be. It shows vulnerability as well, because you be, you feel exposed as well, what you want to be next. Um, but it also shows drive and, uh, you know, determination to develop as well. So drive, determination, tenacity, which I think is, is positive. I think we need to be more open around having these conversations with the people around you, with your stakeholders. But it's not just about being open, being specific about the feedback you need to give. So this is an area where I like to go next. What are the gaps between now and to this role? What are those areas that need to work on? I and mean, be very specific. When you start asking those questions, people will struggle to give you feedback, but they need to find the element that you need to do to get to the next level and to get clarity. If you don't get that clarity, it's going to be very difficult for you to go to the next level.
0: Fantastic. So my key takeaways from our conversation today are get clarity, know what you want and ask for it. Once you decided what to, what to do in your life, go get a stakeholder, get your sponsor ready and get on all those promotable tasks that will lead you straight onto the promotion. And if it's not in this company, maybe it's into the next. Thank you, Paloma so much for your time today. It's been great talking to you and, um, i hope that you you are you enjoy this conversation as well and uh maybe see you in in another episode of mentor it podcast
1: thank you it's been great thank you for the experience